Welcome back, sports fans. We've got thoughts on the Combine. We've got thoughts on the NBA trade deadline. And we have extensive thoughts on the pitchers and catchers reporting and spring training beginning. Right, guys? We all have way detailed thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much for every city. Yeah, I've been preparing for this for months. Oh. Yeah. That's... Whoa, okay. Well, I also did a ton of prep, so I guess we'll see how it goes. I'm Bully. I'm the Joe. I'm Mary Beth Smith, and I'm shocked that it doesn't look like I'm going to have to bolster all of the MLB talk in this up. Uh, we got your back. The what? <laughs> <laughs> Last week saw the NBA trade deadline come and go, so we will talk about who came and went in the NBA. What do you guys have to talk about? I mean, first of all, the big move is Boogie to Noah. Absolutely. Like, that is the two of the best big men in the game right now in Boogie and Anthony Davis now teaming up in seemingly an unstoppable front court. And a backcourt that I think features the three of us and Drew Holiday. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Absolutely. I mean, this is the most talented front court in the last 15, 20 years, at least. Yeah, I mean, if if it doesn't rival the Spurs of Duncan and yeah. and Robinson. I don't know what does. Do you think the Kings got enough for for Boogie? No. I mean, like, it's crazy that they left out the half bag of eating peanuts, but that's kind of what the trade was. I don't know what Vladi was really doing. I mean, obviously you say he said he's untouchable, untouchable to drive the price up or for whatever reason, but also lying to the agents. He didn't handle himself well, and it showed in every aspect for what he got for Boogie. Two days later when he went on and he's saying, well, I had a better deal on Monday and I didn't take it. And it's like, well, don't don't tell people that. That's not the right thing to do. <laughs> I absolutely don't think they got enough. He said he views Buddy Heald as a Steph Curry ceiling type player, which, you know, sounds like you're trying to spin your own wheels a little bit there, but... Yeah, I feel like that is... Like, I could say that about a player. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not an interesting insight. It's just taking one of the best players in the league right now and comparing it to the guy you just got, you know? Right, right. Via, I mean, if he really thinks that way or if he's trying to save face, but regardless. Exactly. I don't I don't think that they got better. Vladi says they'll be better in a couple of years, but also, like, how do you get worse in spinning <laughs> the mediocrity treadmill of just outside the playoffs in the West every year? Like... Mm. You have to get better because you can't get worse. Well, I mean, you can you can fall from being a potential outside shot at the playoffs to being a twenty win top of the lottery team, but but that'll then break the cycle. the The worst thing you can do in the NBA is be in that middle ground. Pacers, Bulls. Yeah, sitting outside the playoffs, Mavericks. but not yes. being at the top of the draft to to draft. Uh, a talent, a franchise cornerstone, uh, which apparently you need 
uh, well, if the Warriors and the Cavs are an indication, you need at least uh, six uh, <laughs> uber talented, like world world talented <laughs> players, and then to you be need... in contention for the title. And the rest of your roster comprised of guys willing to play for the minimum. Yes, yeah. former All Stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Kings and the Pelicans have none of that. Correct. Well, uh, the Pelicans do have two. I think they got immensely better. I don't. They're still fighting for that eighth spot in the West right now. Um, I think it pushes them up. I don't think it pushes them too high up this year, but like six seed, maybe they do something. I don't know. We'll see. They got to sign some someone in the in the offseason to play guard, but so yeah, I think they did that. Yeah, well, without a doubt, that was the biggest move at the NBA trade deadline. A lot of non-moves happening. Yeah, yeah that's literally what I was going to say in the intro was, like, what ha- what happened or what didn't happen? Because yes. I really... Uh, most notably, my C's staying pat, not doing anything, loaded with assets, having to make a move in years. This was another one of those trade deadlines. But, you know, Danny Ainge stayed pat and he thought that he didn't need to do anything. Yeah, Danny Age just just deciding that 2017 isn't a year worth trying. Huh. Uh, just conceding the East to the Cavaliers. Uh, well, I don't think they did that necessarily. Well, you're right. They might lose to a different team in the playoffs. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. We still haven't gotten out of the first round. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, a lot of the East really just kind of staying put. And some of it is very surprising. Yeah. It seems like a, a a lot of the things that I've been reading after the trade deadline were that most teams in the East have decided it's not worth setting themselves up for success this year, and that maybe they'll do it in a year or two. Although, of course, for some of those executives, inevitably, that might not be their position to, to finally yield the fruit. Right. Pat Riley's not going anywhere in Miami. They stayed pat when they went in... <laughs> no pun intended. Uh... When they were on a huge winning streak going into the trade deadline, and what were potential sellers were thought to be buyers did nothing. So, another team that did nothing, the Pacers and the Bulls both had talks to unload their star big men to either Denver or even Celtics, but none of that happened. There was a team that did do some things, though, that went into a win-now mode, the Toronto Raptors. I like... I do like what they did, picking up Serge Ibaka, gaining that rebounding and some defensive presence that they could never get from Jared Sellinger, and also adding P.J. Tucker from the Suns as a LeBron stopper was a fantastic move. What they did do was keep Drake as their unofficial mascot, and I think that was a mistake. But he also has a no-trade clause and with the imposed travel ban, he doesn't want to leave Canada, so I understand that. But the uh, Toronto Raptors GM, Masai Ujuri, wants to hear your feedback on that, so feel free to call him uh, on the hotline bling to let him know what you think <laughs> of Drake as the official Toronto Raptors. New York Knicks didn't make a move. Mello is staying where he is. Cavs didn't make any trades, but still looking to get richer. Yeah, you guys are still going to win because you don't have any assets to trade at this point. Because you gave well, you did get Kyle Korver about two weeks beforehand and you gave up some pieces for that. But being able to sign Darren Williams and probably Andrew Bogut is just disgusting. Woo! We want the former Jazz. 
players. Oh, sure. Well, you can't have Gordon Haywood. That dude has been on fire recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want him bad. <laughs> also, pretty dope haircut. Oh, God damn it, it's good. So sharp, you might cut yourself. God, him and Ryan Reynolds both. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at on the trade deadlines. Yeah. No, nothing huge, nothing monumental. A couple of little pieces. I do like Nurns Noel to Dallas. I yeah. like him a lot as a player. I think he'll fit in well down there. I'm trying to think if there were anything else that I care about. Uh, the Bulls did do one trade. Oh, that hurts. Sending Taj Gibson. That hurts. Uh, Dougie McBuckets. Mm-hmm. And a second round pick to Oklahoma City for Wait. two players that don't matter. Uh, Cameron Payne is not bad. I did hear as part of that trade, though, Cameron and Taj do have to switch haircuts, which will be oh, interesting. That will be. I'll be interested to see Cameron rocking the bald look. Yeah. I, I think it would be great for Taj to have a full head of hair. Like, a full head. If you haven't seen Cameron Payne's haircut, please go look it up. It's luxurious. It is. It's so fucking full, and I'm actually really jealous. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as you were discussing it. I was like, I don't know. I'd rock that. The Royals had those baseball greats who made their names back in the States. Then expansion made its way to Park Jerry. Le Grand Orange came here, the fans began to cheer. And baseball in Montreal was on its way. I'm talking baseball, Bobby Wine and Coco Expo. Baseball, Marshall Mack and Renko, Claude Raymond McGinn, Ron Hunt Boots Day. And Singleton, he proved that he could play. Talking baseball, expose all the way. Okay, it's back to my favorite time of year. We're a couple of games into spring training for Major League Baseball. And what is the most sought-after date, the most looked-forward-to date by all baseball fans? The end of the season. I said baseball fans. Oh, the All-Star game. We're talking about pitchers and catchers. <laughs> Draft That's day. It. Everyone looks forward to pitchers and catchers because they report first, and that means baseball is at it again. So we are going to go around the horn in the uh, league and cover all the spots on pitchers and catchers. Yeah, we've been talking about this for weeks, getting ready for pitchers and catchers. We wanted to let Cooley cover pitchers. I am going to cover some catchers. And uh, MB, of course, being our resident expert, is going to do a little bit of both. Absolutely. Uh, so, MB, why don't you kick us off, and then uh, we'll try to fill in some of the gaps. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so, first off, we'll start with the AL East. Um, Baltimore is 
a little nervous. They started out spring training with Chris Tillman needing a shoulder injection of some plasma, and he's kind of their ace, so they'll be looking to want him to bounce back before the season starts. The Red Sox have a big question mark in their huge acquisition of Chris Sale from the White Sox, and it'll be their first season since 03 with no poppy to lead the way so let's hope they can get some wind in their sails otherwise the yankees certainly have a big job on their plate there's definitely a lot of room in their rotation for improvement they have tanaka on the top for sure a weak second in their rotation with sabathia and pineda a young gun really hoping to lock down the three spot. I think he has the talent to do it, and it'll just be a matter of them trying to compete with the likes of Pineda doing the best they can in kind of a a rebuild. And of course, they acquired Chapman back from the Cubs, so they kind of have the ends of the games on lock. They just really need their starting rotation to look as strong as their closer in terms of catching this is a pretty exciting division Gary Sanchez coming back for his first full season with the Yankees everyone was talking about his home run prowess but what I'd like to highlight is the fact that he was 41% for catching steal uh caught stealing last year in all attempts Mm. 41% shut down Starling Castro has already already gone on the record to say you just don't run against this guy He's seen a a lot of base stealing in his time in the majors, and he is pretty confounded by Gary Sanchez's ability to just shut guys down. Sandy Leon, also a big name in the Red Sox. Um, He'll also be having his first full season as a Red Sox catcher, and I think we're going to see a lot from Sanchez and Leon as the years go on, and, and I think that'll be a pretty exciting division where catching is concerned. I'll start. I'll start with pitchers. I'm going to completely ignore Buffalo. I'm going to... Buffalo. I'm going to... Yeah, because the Buffalo doesn't have anything. So I'm going to ignore them. I'm going to ignore Baltimore. I'm going to ignore the Yankees. And I'm going to go straight to Boston. And specifically, Sale. And the sale of Trillium beers that are only available in Boston is really a tragedy. These are fantastic pitchers. They're a New England-style IPA that's hazy and juicy and goes down smooth, and it drinks really well, and I think they should be for sale everywhere, and it shouldn't just be sale in Boston. You need more support than that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think you covered pitchers really well, so I'm going to talk about catchers. Um, This is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Um, If any of you guys know me personally, you probably know that. So, in Pokemon Go, you get three different types of balls to catch Pokemon. There's the regular (laughs) Pokeball, there's the Great Ball, and there's the Ultra Ball. Now, of course, everyone's going to tell you different tips for when to use uh, each one, so here's mine. You use the regular Pokeballs on, like, trash-tier Pokemon, (laughs) like Pidgeys, Rattatas, Sentrits, now that Generation 2 is out. Hoot Hoots, Caterpies, Weedles, Ladybuzz, Spinaracks. <laughs> um, that's what you want to use the regular Pokeball. Great Balls are the things that, like, you you see... When you see it, you're not, like, shitting your pants. But you're like, oh, I want to catch this. So maybe, like, a Growlithe or, like... Um, An Eevee. Eevee. Great, great, great ball number, candidate. Number two on the depth chart. Totally. And then you have the Ultra Ball, your your closer, 
your cleanup hitter. That comes in when you will be sad if you don't catch whatever you're facing. So obviously, you know, if you're coming to a contact with the wild, uh, Snorlax or Lapras, uh, you're going to be using the Ultra Ball because you want to use everything uh, within your power to catch that Pokemon. MB, back to you. Sure. Thank you guys so much for cleaning up what I left. Off. <laughs> in the AL Central, the White Sox, as we've discussed before on the show, have made so many moves in the offseason that they're really trying to see what they've got left. What I think they've got left is a really big question mark where Lucas Giolito is concerned. They got him from the Nationals mm-hmm. in the trade for Adam Eaton, yeah. which uh, I considered a pretty big deal for the Sox and they may still have a pretty big deal to go with Jose Quintana of finding a new home before the season starts moving to the motorcycles Trevor Bauer is too busy roasting people with his brilliant political ideas to be pitching all that well but they'll still have Andrew Miller as their closer, and I reckon they'll be just fine. The Royals have dealt with a little bit of tragedy in the offseason. Yordano Ventura was lost in a, a car accident uh, in the offseason, so they'll certainly be reeling from that. In weirder news, Brian Flynn of the Royals uh, was injured when he fell through a barn in Oklahoma in the offseason, I assume. He has a farm there, Um, so it may take him a little while to make his way back into their active roster. And in terms of catching, there's another interesting situation where the White Sox are concerned. They have two gentlemen vying for spots on the roster named Giovanni Soto. Oh. One pitcher and one catcher. I actually actually took this hot tip from the Joe. Giovanni Soto actually has been pitching in batting practice to Giovanni Soto. So, fun times. That's pretty cool. Could be confusing. Nah, it'll be great. All right, uh, Huli, got any more thoughts on pitchers in the... Yeah, absolutely, I do. Staying in Chicago, talking about the White Sox, uh storied franchise with a lot of rich history, which is why I'm going to be talking about Dovetail Brewery, which is new, but they do a lot of traditional German brewing styles and techniques. Very traditional. They do, one of their flagships is a mix of a couple of different German style lagers, which Forbes has just released an article saying that the new styles of the year are going to be throwbacks to traditional German styles, traditional Ooh. lagers. Pilsners, Helles-style lagers, a Kolsch, beers of that ilk are going to have a big push in 2017 and look for Dovetail to lead the way. Up in Ravenswood, if you're in Chicago, definitely worth a stop. That's awesome. MB, you were talking about farms, mm-hmm. uh, that player that got injured on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool things that farms can do is grow berries. So in Pokemon Go, <laughs> uh, in the most recent update, uh, they introduced two more kinds Dude. of berries that I think is are going to change the game. So 
since the, since Pokemon Go has been around, you've had the Raspberry, which has been helpful in making Pokemon easier to catch. The big berry, the, the big new berry that they announced is the Pinapp Berry, um, which doubles the amount of candy that you get for a Pokemon. Uh, normally, you get three Pokemon, uh, three candy for catching a Pokemon, but you can get double for catching it now. And they also uh, scale with how high they are in the evolution. So a, a, a second stage evolution gives you five candy, and a third stage gives you ten. Meaning, if you give it a Pinapp Berry, you're getting twenty. 20 candy for one catch. So the last one is the Nanab berry. It's garbage. You could just get rid of it. It makes it so the Pokemon moves around less, but like you, you can just you throw a bunch of regular Pokeballs at it. Cause you have a bunch of those. Um, so that's, that's, that's Joe's tip number two for catchers out there. I find it's interesting that you pronounce that pinup. Yeah. Pineapple. Not pineapple. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I'm mostly illiterate. Uh, okay well to be fair i I don't think i've ever said it out loud before this time that's Um, fair what i am glad to hear is that you also think that the nana berries are trash oh what's the fucking point yeah it's so (laughs) stupid because like it makes it so like some pokemon move around the screen so throwing the the nana berry makes it stop moving to make it, but, but like, like, if you can't catch those things, you're a child. Right. Oh, this game's for children. All right, moving on <laughs> to the AL West. The Oakland A's are looking for a return from Sonny Gray after a season-ending injury last year. He spent more than 60 days on the uh, DL, and he's just ready to get back in action for sure. Uh, the Astros also have uh, an interesting, or are looking for a comeback from Dallas Keuchel, uh, who was 2015 Cy Young Award winner in the American League, but watched his ERA in that season at 2.48 go to a 4.55 ERA for Ooh. 2016. So, needless to say, he's. He's looking for an improvement after a, a stellar year and then uh, a less stellar year. In terms of catching, uh, this division might have my favorite uh, catcher and backup of anyone in the league. Evan Gaddis and Brian McCann reunited after uh, Gaddis started his career with McCann uh, at the Braves. Um McCann was recently acquired by the Astros from the Yankees, and I'm just, I'm excited to see those boys back together. Uh, I think Evan Gaddis is going to remain a huge bat, and uh, McCann is only going to bolster that uh, from that position. They may very well produce the most home runs from uh, their uh, uh, catching battalion of anyone in the league. MB, if we're talking pitchers... And, which we are, I think you have sinned by not mentioning the Los Angeles Angels, the Mm. Anaheim Angels, and Monkish Brewing. Mm. They are, again, doing that crazy East Coast hazy style that's easy to drink in California in the sunshine, but they're also going to throw a little twist at you, and they're doing some fantastic sours. They have a great blonde. Their Flanders Red is also fantastic, mm. which makes a lot of sense for how heavenly the monkish brewers are for the angels. That's the pitcher I'd have to go to. 
I see what you did. <laughs> as far as far as catchers go, um, I think the next thing that you need to know is, and this is probably one of the most basic things that a catcher needs to know, uh, but it's it's how to handle a curveball. When you are out there catching Pokemon, what you should be doing is spinning the ball right in front of you. Either spin it um, counterclockwise and then throw it to the right, or spin it clockwise and then throw it to the left. Uh, this will give a curveball effect, and there is a demonstrable difference in your catch rate with the curveball where it will go up and it's been uh, confirmed by the developers of the game that essentially it's almost like using the next ball up which we talked about in tip number one so curving a regular pokeball will make it act like a great ball spinning a great uh great ball will make it act like an ultra and then spinning an ultra well uh, that's that's just great Cool. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the National League. We'll start in the East again. The Nationals. Ooh, excuse me. Will we um will we return to calling them the I think we put a moratorium on Trumps, right? I think we said it was only going to be for the rest of the We did, but I don't think we have to. The Trumps <laughs> <laughs> have uh some Big question marks on their hand. Um, Steven Strasburg has never really returned to the 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 quality of pitching that put this guy on the map. He's been injury plagued, and he just, to me, in my opinion, I don't think he'll ever return to the type of player that he was when he became the season uh, Steven Strasburg. Um, and a similar uh, uh, malady befalling. Max Scherzer, he had a finger injury sometime last summer, and he played through it for the remainder of the season, and he's still dealing with lingering uh, pain from that, so much so that he has altered his grip for his fastball, and there have been questions as to whether he will even be able to throw said fastball. With Mark Melanson going to the Giants in the offseason, I am not loving the Nationals, excuse me, Trump's pitching staff. The Mets are looking forward so greatly to the return of Matt Harvey. We will see how he is able to bounce back after his injuries. I am optimistic, and he'll be adding back uh, to their rotation with Syndergaard, uh, the rotation that has gotten them through the to the playoffs for the last couple of seasons, they're looking hot for sure. My Atlanta Braves acquired a couple of fun pitching rotation members in Bartolo Colon and Ari Dickey. I couldn't be more excited to see them join J.R. Jurgens as our top three. And uh, I'll be interested to see how they round everything else out. As far as catchers go i think i'll continue to talk about the braves because i'm a goddamn homer and uh <laughs> talk about their catching depth chart we got tyler flowers who will be their starter uh this guy if you look at exit velocity on fan graphs he is making the top 10 consistently. The guy can thwack a ball out of a park, and I can't be more excited about that. Right behind him are Kurt Suzuki, recently acquired from the Twins, and Anthony Wrecker rounding it out. So if you're keeping track, that's bring her some flowers, 
Get her in your Suzuki and wreck her. You got something, Huli? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I'm going to go to Brooklyn. I know it's not exactly Queens, but we are going to be talking about the pitcher situation in New York. And I got to tell you, it is Grim Brewery. They are a new brewery. <laughs> They're doing some great things. I think they're fantastic. And I don't want to tie it too much into the net situ to the Met situation, but I don't think he's going to come back the same. Just like their stout, it's going to be dark days ahead. <laughs> I think when when you've had a player that has displayed so much talent previously, um, it can be really luring to try to uh, chase that dragon chase that high um <laughs> luckily when you drop a polka lure at a polka stop you don't have to chase any of the pokemon they're coming to you now <laughs> these are items that you can plug into any polka stop by by clicking on the stop and looking at the photo spinning disc you put it in and, and for 30 minutes uh, it'll rain flower petals that all players can see and it will uh, bring Pokemon to the area so you don't have to be running around to get them. So if you happen to have one near your home or you wanted to spend an afternoon in a park or maybe you're at a bar or restaurant that is a Pokestop, feel free to pop a lure and then see what Pokemon come out. There's also incense, which is kind of the same thing, except you walk around and it's not nearly as helpful. Cool. The NL Central. Wow, wow, wow. Chicago Cubs. They have most of their starting rotation back. They lost wood. I don't think they'll be too affected by it. I think they'll still look pretty, pretty strong. Uh, the most exciting thing for the Cubs is that they'll have Kyle, Kyle Schwarber back, and they have announced that he'll be the lead-off hitter. So if they do have him behind the plate, it'll it'll that's I don't I don't got numbers, but that's got to be pretty rare. A, a leadoff catcher, and I am absolutely certain that with the depth that they have at catcher, they will be gracious to get to their interleague play to put Ol Schwab back at DH. Uh, moving to the Cardinals. Rookie phenom Alex Reyes is looking for a spot in a rotation that he absolutely deserves. A lot of people have him as the number one uh, prospect, the number one guy to watch in pitching, period, in baseball this season. But with Lynn, Wainwright, Martinez, Leak, and Waka all healthy and prepared to reclaim their slots in the rotation, it will be a pretty competitive uh, spring training to see who may lose their slot to Reyes. The Bucks in Pittsburgh, they they lost Melanson. They lost. They really sold off shop last year. I think they'll be struggling to maintain relevancy this year, personally, and, and it bums me out to see. I think they had more talent uh, than they really gave themselves credit for, but. Um, McCutcheon has already come out and, and been really public about the fact that even he was looking for his name in the trade talks in the offseason, but he couldn't be happier to be returning to Pittsburgh. So we'll see. We'll see what they can put together. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be real interesting. I think I might have to go with a wild card and go with a Pottsville brewery called Yingling, but just like their team, they're pretty bad. So I'm going to skip right over that and say that there will be no Reyes of Sunshine in St. Louis, much like 
Four Hands Brewery Total Absence of Light Peanut Butter Milk Stout is exactly what you want to drink. Joe's giving me a look like, what? It's exactly That's what you think it picture. is. That's a fantastic picture. I believe I've, I've uh, experienced that picture, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, lacings of peanut butter over chocolate notes on there, mm. a lactose sweetness that you can't get when you brew with milk sugars. The yeast can't ferment it, so you're left with a lot of sweetness left over. It is a dessert in a glass. Joe, it's an alcoholic 8% glass pitcher Ooh. of cookies. Total absence of light. Can't get it. Can't get better, but there's no Reyes coming through. Man, a pitcher of cookies should leave that out for Santa this year. Yeah. Uh, and that's from St. Louis? Yes, it is. Great. I'm going to uh, stick in St. Louis as well. Uh, the Cardinals um, are birds, and birds build nests. So when you are out there catching Pokemon, uh, <laughs> you may find a nest of uncommon Pokemon. Perhaps a nest of Abra, or Scythers, or... Omanites, maybe some of the Generation 2 Pokemon. These nests are invaluable resources for catching Pokemon that you don't see out there every day. You can find nest trackers online, such as the Silph Road, uh, and it'll help you track down Pokemon that maybe uh, you can add to your Pokedex for the first time, or that you can gather enough of to get the candy that you're going to need to evolve the Pokemon. So the nests are, are very important. Don't overlook those catchers. <laughs> okay, the NL West. Let's round this out, shall we? Let's start with the Diamondbacks uh, looking to bounce back. They really went for it last year in the offseason, and it really doesn't seem like it's paid off so well in the pitching department so far. They're going to look for much more out of their ace, Zach Grinke, this season than he was able to give them last year. And, you know, maybe Shelby Miller will stay in the majors all season this year and not make them look like total chumps for trading way Ender Enciarte and Dansby Swanson to the Braves for him. Okay, moving on to the Giants. As I said before, they picked up Mark Melanson for their bullpen. That is very exciting for them as they already started with a strong bullpen. Um, uh, less exciting is Matt Cain has been downturned since 2012. Uh, he's been relegated to their fifth starter, a name that once inspired fear in the hearts of batters, is just getting a little long in the teeth. He doesn't quite have as much velocity, and I I just think they'll they'll be looking for as much out of him, uh, him as he can still give them as he rounds out his career with the Giants. And the Dodgers will, of course, still have Clayton Kershaw as their ace, but looking for returns to the rotation will be Hyunjin Ryu, Alex Wood, and Scott Kazmir after dealing with different levels of injuries last year. I think all three of these guys are absolutely rotation-worthy. So it'll be interesting to see how it rounds out. In terms of catching for this division, nothing all that exciting. Buster Posey will have Hundley uh, behind him this year on the catching depth chart, who will be uh, the most senior catcher that he's ever had an opportunity to work with. So we may see Buster Posey picking up some pointers from someone who has a little more experience in the league than he's ever been exposed to. Well, MB, 
You may have soured on Matt Cain, but I don't think I have just yet. I'm going to head just north of San Francisco to the Russian River Brewery, located in Santa Rosa, California. Beautiful countryside, even better beer, well known for their sour lines, the Asians, the Supplication, Consecration, Damnation. There's a couple of them mm, out there. And while you think those. it may have come to an end of his career and that it's not quite as good, that's when the sours are best. When they've been able to sit for a couple of years, some of the alcohol mellows out, a lot of that sugar that's in there kind of goes away as well, and you just get a much more blended and well-balanced beer like Matt Cain. Mm. <laughs> I think for the last tip for catchers out there, I want to take a tip from the Diamondbacks. Mm. You know, just what they do out there is is uh, day in and day out so amazing, especially the offense of being able to uh, wrap around uh, smaller animals, ingest them whole or their eggs, um, just, you know, eating little birds. What those snakes do is really, really cool. And you should take a tip. Pidgeys, while incredibly common, are going to be some of the most important tools you have to leveling up. So catch Pidgeys when you see them. They only take 12 candy to evolve into a Pidgeotto. And if you wait until you can evolve, say... 30 or 40 of them, and you pop a lucky egg to get the double experience, that is how you can make some great strides in going to the next level, especially when you're in the 20s and the 30s. That mass evolution is, is the trick, and it's what you're going to do. So learn from our snake friends and grind those birds. Now, the Joe, do you mind if I ask you a quick question mm -hmm. on that to piggyback? Yeah. It seems like as you're leveling up, though, the amount of Pidgeys go down, right? You start getting Pidgeotos, which cost more to evolve. You are absolutely correct, Huli, and it is kind of the catch-22 of being a catcher. Nice. Is that the things that you uh, want are uh, rarely the things that you get, which I think is a lesson that a lot of us could learn, especially as it pertains to baseball. I think that's really true, and this <laughs> level of coverage is exactly the kind of baseball coverage that you can look forward to for the rest of the summer and into October from the Sports Retorts team. <laughs> <laughs> Back, 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 back. Looks like we got a walk-off. <laughs> okay, to round things out today, we're going to do a classic walk-off. We've spent some time in the NBA. We've spent a lot of time in the MLB, but we want to give a little bit of time to the NFL Combine. So we're going to cover some past, present, and future thoughts for the Combine. I will go first. I want to think about Combine's past all the way back to last year. When <laughs> 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 to last year when Chris Jones, at the time of Mississippi State, but now of the Kansas City Chiefs, during his 40-yard dash, 
took a mighty fall at the end, but on closer inspection of the video, it was more like he took a mighty leap out of his jock shorts. Yes, everyone at the Combine, including the NFL, co NFL Network's live coverage, saw Chris <laughs> Jones's um, tomahawk, if you will. So I am hoping for a return the likes of Dick came Chris Dick came out Jones <laughs> DC oh because I DC know that I have watched that video more times than most others <laughs> in the last year. <laughs> The best part is, I know that you can't hear it, but we are watching it again right, right now. now. <laughs> and there it is. How he didn't slap himself in the face, I don't know. I don't know how he didn't bounce off it like a fucking pogo stick and get right back to his feet. That's a brilliant point, and I just shudder to think of the turf <laughs> abrasion oh! on that monster. Oh! He's got turf tip. You I mean, know. it's probably more likely that he created a divot. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, were you going to take uh, combine presents? Yeah, uh, my present is a perpetual present. In 2008, running back Chris Johnson set a modern combine record of 4.24 seconds in the 40-yard dash that nobody has since been able to beat. But every year, that's my favorite thing to look out for in the combine is seeing if anybody could possibly do it. Two years ago, uh, wide receiver J.J. Nelson came within four hundredths of a second of matching Johnson's time. Uh, three years ago, offensive weapon Dree Archer from Kent State University was the closest at 4.26 seconds. This year, if I had to put my money on anybody potentially breaking that record, I would be looking to John Ross, wide receiver from Washington, who recently said that he had a laser-timed 4-3-40. Or the player who I also think potentially has the best name in the, of the combine this year, Kermit Whitfield from Florida State, holds a state record for the 100-meter dash and is likely going to be running the 40 in the 4-2-4-3 time range. So keep an eye out if either Kermit or John will be able to take down former ECU Pirate Chris Johnson. And Huli, you want to take us into the future? I do. Actually, I'm going to be not going in too far into the distant future, but this weekend into the 2017 Combine. And I'm specifically going to stay with kickers when it is revealed that Andy Phillips, kicker of Utah, he's like the third or fourth ranked in the class, upon running his 40 time as well for the Joe, it'll be much, much slower. He's going to probably come in at about a six or seven seconds because part of the way through, his trench coat will fall off and the three children that he is stacked on top of each <laughs> other will be revealed and it'll be much harder to finish than it actually is. I don't know if you've seen this kid, but he looks he looks pretty young. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll look into the future of him actually being a functioning adult. <laughs> I, I hope so, for all three of their sake. <laughs> it all just started as wanting to see an R-rated movie. Yeah, it really spun out of control quickly. Those Utah, those laws are really strict. <laughs>
that's all we've got for you guys today. Look forward to watching the combine this weekend. I will look forward to listening to some more spring training games as I cook meals and uh, get out there and have some pitchers and catchers. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at Hooli and the Joe, Facebook.com slash Hooli and the Joe. Review us on however you listen to podcasts. I recommend iTunes or overcast as app options you guys any thoughts i wanted to give a shout out to my favorite catcher my girlfriend emily when i'm driving she will take the phone spin the stops and catch the pokemon even though she has no interest in doing it and does it because she loves me so that is true love yeah then i'd like to throw a shout out to my favorite pitch see my glasses. <laughs> this has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am grabbot23548x. Um, so I started recording, but there's 15 seconds of fart talk on here. Mm. I mean...